Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm here with Sam of Beginners. Hey. <laughs> So you're born in, how do you say it, Zionville? Zionsville. Zionsville. Yeah, Zionsville, Indiana. Yeah. It's like a farm town. I went to a school with like 300 people. Um, it's a tiny little place. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't really like it, right? It was difficult well, growing up there. I don't know. I kind of like, I liked it. Like it was, um, I don't know, it was very small and homogenous, which sucked. Um, but it was also nice because, like, for me, I grew up in the punk scene in Indiana. So, like, we, I didn't really hang out that much in my own town. Mm-hmm. Um, we spent a lot of times, it was like, in Indiana, it was like, there was like three punk kids in every school. And so yeah. we would all just become friends and hang out at shows outside of school, you know? Oh, so yeah. it wasn't like me being, I wasn't that involved in my school, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it didn't really bug me. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of left me alone. Yeah. Like, I, in eighth grade, I got expelled from school for selling weed. <laughs> and so early on, yeah. I sort of established, like, I just think it, like, some kids were, like, afraid of me. Um, I don't know, like, I had this reputation for being kind of, like, this bad girl, even though I, like, wasn't really. <laughs> um, but because of that, like, nobody really fucked with me at school or anything, you know, mm-hmm. even though it's different. So, I don't yeah. know, it didn't really bug me. It was fine, mm-hmm. you know. And you were close to your mom, right? You were just you two, kind of? Yeah. Well, my dad was there, too, but they were divorced. Oh. Um, but, yeah, so I grew up with my mom. Um, yeah, we were actually all in the same all in that like tiny little town mm-hmm. yeah. but she like it was like a financial struggle growing up right oh yeah so growing up it was like my mom actually both of my parents uh were musicians so mm-hmm. growing up my mom was like pursuing songwriting and um yeah like a career as a songwriter and artist so, which is funny because it's not like something I meant yeah. to do also, but and my dad was a guitar player and played in all these bands and mm. they both played in some bands together. Um, but yeah, while she was doing that and kind of like figuring all of that out, we struggled a lot. Um, but it was interesting. Like I, I didn't really, like we were on food stamps and we didn't have a lot of it. It was like small little rental um, in a town that otherwise was like pretty affluent. Mm-hmm. So... But it's kind of interesting because I never, I never really felt that, you know, because she, she always made me feel like the shit, you mm-hmm. know, I think it's like, I don't know, I always felt like a lot of like confidence and everything despite, despite not having much. I don't think I really mm-hmm. understood that we didn't have very much until I was older. Oh. And then I was like, oh, that's crazy. We were on food stamps. Like I didn't even like know really. Until I was older. Yeah. So I guess it never really deterred you to be a musician yourself because you didn't really know. No, but yeah. also this kind of happened to me on accident. Like I, I'd played guitar my whole life. Um, like I started playing guitar when I was 13. And um, did she buy it for you, or how did you get her hands on? My dad, my dad got me a guitar because my oh. dad's a guitar player. And so I started playing then, and. Um, 
I don't know, but it was never my plan. You know, and I grew up like in the music scene. But then like, I wanted to, I actually wanted to like, I wanted to get like a doctorate in sociology oh. and do all these, I wanted to do like public policy and like government think tank oh. work Where did and that, do like social yeah. activism. Where did that interest come from? Um, I mean, I've always kind of been interested in it. I think, again, growing up in a kind of like politically engaged subculture and scene. I was vegan, you know, like most of my life and just very into activism and um, I don't know, like I just kind of grew up around it and it's always been really important to me. And so that was my plan. <laughs> that was my plan. Uh, and then I came out to LA and started playing in a band mm -hmm. kind of on accident, it was yeah. just too temporary. And then like, I wasn't even living here. Yeah, actually going back a bit like, <laughs> yeah. So you didn't like school, like you, were you good at it? Like I liked, yeah, actually, yeah. I loved school. I was like a total nerd in school. Yeah? yeah? What were your favorite subjects? I mean, well, I loved anything, like, having to do with, like, sociology, at least, like, in college type mm -hmm. stuff. Like, anything having to do with, like, sociology, psychology. Mm -hmm. Took a lot of, like, gender studies and sexuality classes. Um, and... I mean, I loved it. Mm -hmm. I would have never thought that I wouldn't be doing that. Oh. You know, it just like, mm -hmm. it just so happened. And I'm glad I'm not, because it's like, I love doing music and like making art and mm -hmm. stuff, you know, but um, but it's all super interesting. So did you go to college in Indiana or you? Yeah. 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 I went to Indiana University. Oh. Yeah. And which is awesome. It? Which is great. Yeah. And it's where the Kinsey Institute is, which is like this, like one of the most prestigious, like, um, schools on on sexuality and stuff like that um, so that was really cool mm -hmm. and this whole time you were still in bands like you were in bands when you were still in Indiana University that's not really like I didn't even though I played guitar yeah. I like played with some people but I didn't really do anything seriously until I came to Los Angeles oh. and then that's when I just started doing it mm -hmm. really and then so like when you graduated, were mm -hmm. you actually looking for like sociology jobs or? Kind of, yeah, kind of, but it didn't take, I didn't have very long. Yeah. Because I started playing in bands like right away. Oh. And then I was like, oh, uh, I guess this can wait. Also, there weren't any sociology jobs. That was another thing that I <laughs> I like studied it and I was like, oh great, like I'll just like, graduate college and now I get a cool job doing sociology, doing sociological things. Yeah. And like, there weren't any jobs really like that. Mm -hmm. Like, so, it was like, <laughs> it's not like I was giving up some awesome career also. <laughs> yeah. Like, were you making money when you were still doing the band stuff? Like, you moved back in your mom, like, how are you financially Oh, saving? God, well, for years and years, like, I worked in all sorts of fucking crazy jobs um, so that I could tour and have flexibility and I even, I worked for um, a porn director mm -hmm. <laughs> for a while, Did you like which it? was really interesting. Um, no, I didn't. It was interesting. He was really mean, mm. so that wasn't nice. Um, but it was, and I, at first I was like, I thought he was just like a regular director because mm -hmm. he told me he like did, he directed stuff for like Showtime and HBO and I was like, oh my god, like, yeah, I'll be your assistant. And he was like, great, I'll pay like a hundred bucks. 
under the table. You can go on tour whenever you want and then just come back and you'll have a job. You know, and I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. And then, and then I like showed up for my first day of work and I was like 23 or something, you know. And I showed up for my first day of work and I've got like my little notepad and I'm like, all ready. <laughs> and I walk in and it's like three story loft of like all these nerds like editing porn. Oh, on wow. like the biggest screens I've ever seen. And I was just like, <gasps> and I remember being so scared. I was like, where am I? Like, it was like this ultimate, like oh. weird Hollywood story. Um, but yeah, and then I like, but I needed the job. So I continued to work for him. And like, I would like get everybody's STD tests mm -hmm. before we would shoot. I'd hang out with like the cast, like handle catering. And I would, there's like one, I, one scene I remember, I was like holding a fog machine, mm -hmm. like laying on the ground holding a fog machine in like a blowjob scene. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't believe this is my life. Like, <laughs> what have I done? Um, and did your parents know about this? I don't know that I ever told them. It's funny because I'm like, no, everything's going really well in LA. <laughs> don't worry about me. I'm just making it. Um, yeah, like... <laughs> but it was very, very mm -hmm. funny and weird to see how porn is actually made. Mm -hmm. um, another funny porn story. One thing that was kind of crazy was like they, they'll be like going at it. Mm -hmm. And you're, everyone kind of stands there and watches. And it's super weird. So we're all standing there watching. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. And the director's like, okay, do this, you know. And they move and they're like, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden they'll be like, They'll be like, cut. And then immediately the characters will be like, oh my god, did you go to Jennifer's party at the Standard oh, on Saturday? That was so crazy, right? Oh, they're so annoying. And I was like, whoa. I was like, two seconds ago, you guys were having sex. Oh my gosh. Like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. you truly are faking it. Like, this is truly, like, award winning acting. I was like, this is nuts. So that was kind of interesting, yeah. seeing how. The sausage is made. Um, <laughs> and the band stuff you were in, like, <laughs> yeah. did you have, like, local fans? Or, like, how yeah. big did you, how big like, were those bands point, back then? Like, at that point, the first band that I did here, we did, yeah, it was good. It was, like, um, I had this band called Malbec, and we did, we were big here. Like, we would, like, pack out, like, the House of Blues or something, like, an 800 kind of cap room. Mm -hmm. um, and we had, like, good markets in random places. So, like, we would do really well in New York, really well here. Like in Chicago, mm -hmm. we would do well. And you were singing in all these? No, so in that band I just played bass actually. Oh. And like sang backing vocals. Mm -hmm. But you kind of always knew that you wanted to be the main singer? or No, no? It, was like an, it was an accident. I think it's just like, I never wanted to be the front person. I was always like, that seemed like my worst nightmare. And then, but I wanted to write songs and I wanted to do music exactly how I wanted to do it. And so for me to do that, I had to be able to like, do that mm -hmm. you know and like yeah. bring it live and like and then but once I started doing I've been doing music so long that it was like pretty easy to transition mm -hmm. the weirdest part for me was I've always played like guitar or bass in bands so the weirdest part like in beginners for me was switching over into on some songs like a lot of songs I just run around with a mic and no instrument mm -hmm. and just like party and just like yeah. go ape but at first for me, that was really weird because I was like, I was like, it's weird, I don't have an instrument, that's my thing. Like, you know, I play instruments, mm -hmm. like, 
I'm not Madonna. Um, but then actually it was really fun. <laughs> and I got used to it very quickly. Mm -hmm. And a lot but, uh, of the band members from Beginners you knew from like previous bands, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, they all kind of grew up like in the same kind of indie punk hardcore scene. Um, so I had known them all. And I think like, A, I wanted to work with them because they were all friends of mine. Uh, and I just wanted to like hang out with people I liked. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you're like touring, and touring can be kind of hard. Like, you want to be with people you enjoy being around. Mm -hmm. um, but also I really like, you know, beginners can, is like pretty poppy. And I wanted it live to be, to have a kind of like raw, more rock and roll, edgier, punk, aggressive energy. Yeah. yeah. And so I was excited to work with them because we all come from a more kind of aggressive scene. Mm -hmm. um, and I really wanted it to, live to be that combination of things. Yeah. Which I think it is. I'm like really happy and mm -hmm. and now especially the lineup is cool because it's like three of us women up front like a, we have a, like a woman guitar player Bianca our keyboard player Honor Nezo and then uh, me up front and then and then Jason our drummer um, and so it's nice it's really nice how we've kind of landed now having like three women up front because it's a super just like feminine, yeah. fun energy. And I've never played in a band until just now, basically, where it was like, you know, basically an all woman band, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's so fun. Yeah. It's the most fun. <laughs> yeah. I was always like in the band that I was in for a long time before that, I was always like the only girl. So it'd be all this like testosterone and guy stuff. And mm -hmm. then I'd be just like, the like kid sister or the mom the whole time yeah you know so do you think it, the style has so changed fun. with like a all it has cast, yeah yeah like I think not necessarily the writing because um the writing kind of happens separately from that anyways um but our definitely our live vibe has changed a lot mm -hmm. like it wasn't something we did on purpose you know it just kind of like happens when you have all that energy, all of a sudden it like brings out a different side of you, mm -hmm. you know, being around like other women up there and I don't know, women are just more fun. Mm -hmm. So. What would you say have been the biggest challenges with being in bands? Um, man, there's so many. <laughs> um, well, A, staying, trying to live, mm -hmm. uh, you know, trying to be able to like support yourself and then also like have enough time to like write and tour and put money into things like videos and and yeah. stuff like that. Like, it's so expensive to do. Um, that's always been really challenging. I've had to work full-time jobs for years while doing, like, basically music full-time and touring. And so you can never really get a great job because you have to have one that you can just leave and come back to. Um, like, the last couple years have been the first time in my life where I've just done it full-time. Oh, wow. Which is amazing. Yeah. Because it's like I can finally, I've finally gotten to a point where I can, like, you know, sustain myself and do all the, do all the things. Mm -hmm. um, that's been really hard though. Yeah. It's like so hard. Like, I don't think people understand how hard it is to like, to really pull that off well. Mm -hmm. um, so that, and then also being in a band is tough because everyone has different priorities. Everyone's mm -hmm. like going, you know, like when you're relying on other people to like have the same priorities as, as you, like, 
it's hard. It's hard. Even just simple things like lining up a bunch of tour dates because people are like, oh no, I have the wedding this weekend. Oh, I have like a funeral oh, that yeah. weekend. You know, or I have a work thing I have to do. You know, because we're an independent band, so um, it's not like, you know, yeah. I don't know, we're on some massive band that has like a major label mm -hmm. just throwing money at us. Um, you know, so like everybody's kind of working. You know, like I'm, I have the most flexible situation of everybody in our bands but like yeah just like figuring out the timing of stuff and having to like rely on that many people is hard yeah but it's really fun too because like I imagine like going on tour by yourself which I have a lot of friends who do that especially in more pop world like mm -hmm. we are yeah you know where you can just have like a DJ or just play tracks and sing or whatever like Theoretically, I could try to do something like that, um, but it's just not nearly as fun. Mm -hmm. Like the live show is, it doesn't have that spirit, and and also it's really fun being able to tour and do that with your friends. Mm -hmm. What was the inspiration behind "Let That Money Talk" music video? Um, "Let That Money Talk" was inspired by my. So I had there's this strip club in LA called Jumbos. Have you been to Jumbos? No. Oh my god. <laughs> Can't believe it. Um, so it's this iconic strip strip spot in um, in LA, kind of like in East Hollywood. And I would go there all the time. I mean, I still do. But um, at the, especially when I wrote that song, I was going all the time, like multiple times a week. Um, and uh, I at the time, like I had a really big crush on this girl, a friend of mine, and we were going there all the time. And, uh, I don't know, we would go there and it would be, like, super hot, you know, because it's, like, very charged. You're in this, like, mm -hmm. cool strip club. There's all these, like, hot girls dancing. They don't get naked. Like, they have, like, into, like, kind of lingerie, too. Oh. So it's, like, nice. Mm -hmm. And they're awesome and, like, beautiful there. And so it would be, like, very, you know, this hot, sexy environment. Mm -hmm. I had the biggest crush on this girl. And we would always go there. And then, but, like, sh she never like it never worked out for me you know like <laughs> my advances were not welcomed so but we were like really close and it was always like kind of flirtatious but like um and so and it was like I, I think after like a long night at Jumbo's I came home and I was like drunk and that's actually like when I recorded wrote the vocals and oh, like recorded them wow. and so it's kind of funny because the words to that song, even though it's all like a metaphor, it's all sort of about stripping mm -hmm. and strip clubs. Um, for me, when I was seeing it and writing it, it was actually more me picturing my, like, how I felt about this girl and not actually mm -hmm. the dancers. So like when I'm talking about, you know, like the way you move across the floor and all these things you're doing to me, mm -hmm. blah, 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 I'm not actually talking about the dancer. I'm talking about this girl that I was with. You know, but I, I thought it was kind of interesting, like, I liked that dynamic of, like, it secretly being about this person, but since we were always in a strip club when we'd hang out, like, I like that it also kind of doubles, like, my, you know, sort of my dynamic with this girl really mirrors the dynamic of, like, spectator mm. to dancers. Yeah. You know, because you're, like, you're in it for that moment, but then, like, you always go home alone, and you're like, mm. fuck. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so that was the inspiration behind the song to mm -hmm. begin with. And then 
for the video, I just like really wanted to pay homage to that. Um, so I got, I we worked with Caroline Blake, who's like mm -hmm. this amazing, like brilliant woman, um, and she dances at jumbos, and she's like stunning, and she's queer, which is really mm -hmm. important to me. Um, and yeah, so like we got her, um, and I just really wanted to play around with, in the video for Let That Money Talk, I kind of wanted to like turn kind of heteronormative um, notions of uh, attraction mm -hmm. um, and strip club culture on its head a little bit. Um, because you always see like in movies or TV, it's always like, a man at a strip club, you know, like ogling over a hot woman stripper. Yeah. And I was like, there's also like a lot of queer girls like me that go to a strip club that are there, you know, and having the same experience. And so I really wanted to like expose that. And also it was just my truth, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So it was like, it was also kind of like not really a question because I'm like, oh, well, this is my experience. It's me going to Jumbo's, mm -hmm. you know, and having this whole dynamic so mm -hmm. yeah so as being like I don't know I said LGBT has always been always been like a big part of your life you know what's funny is like I it took me a long time to sort of realize like kind of come into my sexuality mm -hmm. and like for me it wasn't it wasn't a big mm -hmm. part of my life at all until like more recently and then I kind of came into my sexuality and since then, it has been because mm -hmm. I like, it was this like huge discovery. I, it was like super random. I, I actually like first like realized I liked women. I was writing with this amazing artist and woman, a friend of mine. And well, she wasn't a friend at the time. Like I had just met her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's happening to me? Yeah. I'm like, I'm so into this human right now. Like I'm gonna die. <laughs> you know, I was like, it was so nuts. Mm -hmm. And after that, it really opened up, and we, like, nothing ever happened. She had a girlfriend, whatever. I mean, I definitely told her. But, <laughs> like, nothing ever happened, but it, like, after that experience, it opened my eyes, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I have this whole other side of me that, like, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. I, like, never explored, never, you know? And since then, yes. Yeah. It's a huge part because I'm like... How can it not be? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Outside of beginners, what, what like personal things have you worked on with your writing or? Um, I've done, outside of beginners, one thing that I do a lot is I'll write yeah. with um, DJs. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of what they call top line. Yeah. So like I'll work with different producer DJs. Like I've worked with like Kygo and mm -hmm. Bass Nectar, and, um, this like German um, duo DJ group called Bunt mm -hmm. um, and some others. And so basically like we kind of just collaborate and I do what's, what's called top line. So which mm -hmm. is just like all the melodies and lyrics and vocals. And they actually do all the like production mm -hmm. and track and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a thing that happens. Is that really that I do a lot? Yeah. Is that really different from more of the rock stuff that you do, like the electronic? Like some a different of mindset sometimes. That? Yeah, definitely. It's well, it's interesting because with a lot of that electronic music, there's not really like a chorus. 
-hmm. So like the way that I would traditionally think of writing a song, like verse, you know, and then a pre-chorus that leads you into the chorus, and then the big payoff mm -hmm. is your chorus, is this like hooky chorus. But with a lot of those DJ groups, there's no chorus. The, the chorus is the drop. <laughs> yeah, so like we'll get there. It's almost like it's just so funny to me because I'm always like, okay, now comes the chorus. And it's like not. Nah. It's like now just comes mm -hmm. the drop. And then, then that just happens. Yeah. How did you even get into the electronic scene? I through beginners. Like oh. uh, different like DJs started reaching out um, once beginners kind of became somewhat of a thing. Well, that's interesting. Um, They're looking yeah. more into the rock scene. Yeah. For people. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I think they just like liked the vocals. Mm -hmm. And um, but it was, I mean, it's super fun, and it's also nice. Um, it's also nice to be able to collaborate with people who are doing stuff that's very different from beginners, like that. German group um, called Bunt. Mm -hmm. Great, great guys, super talented. They do a genre called like folk house. Oh. It's almost more like a Vici oh. or something, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting collaborating with them because like I would never write something like that, it, like instrumentally. Mm -hmm. But it's cool like seeing what they do with like either songs I've written yeah. or vice versa. Sometimes they'll give me a track and like I'll write my vocal stuff after yeah. I hear their track. Um, but it's really fun to like see because I would just never do that mm -hmm. and it's cool to see other people's take on your idea yeah. um, Bass Nectar was also kind of like that because it was like I mean it's like dubstep mm -hmm. and I would never I don't listen to dubstep at all um, so it was like cool I don't know it's just like interesting to see what what they what they wanted and what that ended up looking like I don't know yeah. it's cool it's a and it's kind of nice, like, get outside of your own head, because it's, I will, you're not as precious about it, because you're like, mm -hmm. it's not my record. Like, ultimately, it's going on their record, and I'm usually, like, a featured artist. So it'll be, like, mm -hmm. bass nectar featuring beginners, you know? So it's also, like, less pressure, because it's not like, this is the ultimate representation of my spirit and my art, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just kind of fun. Yeah. It's like a variation, I guess. How would you say the music you've written has changed since you were younger? Um... Oh man, well, I grew up, I've written so many different types of music. Um, I grew up like in the hardcore punk scene, so mm -hmm. that's more like what I used to kind of write. Yeah. And even right before Beginners, I had a band called Holy Fever that was like a garage kind of punk band. Um, and that, uh, I don't know, so I guess it like kind of varies. I've also yeah. randomly written like a super dirty 90s R&B rap record mm -hmm. called Miss Manners that I never actually officially released, <laughs> but like has leaked around yeah. and it's been like actually on some like TV shows and oh, random wow. stuff, but it's all like just very dirty, joking, it's like all very tongue in cheek. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of just like write whatever I feel like mm -hmm. writing Yeah. and I don't really care. That's mm -hmm. the other nice thing about like having your own like something where you're like the, the sort of front person or lead person in a band is you can do that. You know, I think that's why I started, like I was saying earlier, I never really pictured myself as like a singer or front person. It was more just like, I wanted to create what I wanted to create, exactly how I wanted to yeah. create it. And so to do that, I had to just do it myself, you know, cause you can't just force all these people to do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. um, 
So yeah. that part's nice. <laughs> Just go with your whims, mm -hmm. you know. How would you say you've grown as a person since you were younger? Um, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> what's funny is my instinct is to be like, oh, I haven't grown. Like, I'm the same. Mm -hmm. um, I'm probably not the same. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like hard because for me, I think I feel really similar to how I felt when I was even a little kid. Um, like, I've always kind of just, I've always kind of done my own thing. Um, I've always kind of got along with everybody, but also been kind of a little bit different and like kind of gone a little bit of a different path, mm -hmm. which is hard even now because it's like, I like a lot of my friends and stuff, they're like building totally different lives. Like they have like good jobs or like getting married and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I guess I just like play music and like don't have kids and just like <laughs> hang out. Um, so it can be like hard to kind of like pave your own way. And mm -hmm. it's certain, sometimes it's like really hard because you're like, am I like getting really behind in life? Should I be doing something like to make money? Mm. Um, but I don't know. Like I even when the same as when I was like a kid kind of growing up in the indie scene and stuff and I like looked weird in school, you know, I was like a total kind of like outsidery type person. And so I don't know. I mm -hmm. feel like I'm kind of the same then, like now mm -hmm. as I was then. I'm just like still kind of just like traveling on the outskirts, going this like weird path, you know? Mm -hmm. um, what does success look like to you? Success to me looks like being happy, making music and art that I love that is like authentic to me, or maybe not obviously, I don't know. Like having a situation, you know, like, having music that you can like share with, that like other people hear, you know? Cause the nice thing about like having like sort of success as far as like a lot of mm -hmm. plays or exposure or playing huge shows, like that's all satisfying because it's like you getting to share like something that's so important to you, to like, all these people. And especially when people enjoy it and they're like relate to it or it's like, meaningful to them. There's like, that's like the ultimate success mm -hmm. I think yeah you know what does love mean to you um geez like romantic love or just any Up love to you yeah um well I mean love I guess when I actually think of love the first thing that I think of and this also might just be because I'm single mm -hmm. but like the thing that I think of first is like all my friends mm. and I think like for me, I've been through so much, like even my dad passed like two mm. months ago, oh, no. which was huge Sorry. for me because yeah. he like got me into music yeah. and he was very, uh, we were very close and, but like love to me is the way that like all of my friends sort of stepped in to take care of me, like mm. during that, you know, wow. like when you're like, you can't even take care of yourself. You're just like the shell of a human, mm -hmm. you know, like having like those friends and, um, having people where you can like sort of be at your worst but also people that like make you your best mm -hmm. you know like I with my friends I actually I feel more like myself when I'm with my friends than I do even when I'm just like alone oh you know it's like yeah. an interesting thing that I realized while on mushrooms <laughs> in the <laughs> desert once I was like oh my god 
like I'm more at peace like this. <laughs> um, but it's true. It was like a like a realization I had mm -hmm. that like is actually true, and it stuck with me. Um, I don't know, like my friends. It sounds cheesy, but like they complete me. Mm -hmm. I love you that. You know, like make me a better person. And I think for me, friendships have been way more important to me than romantic relationships because like romantic relationships, at least in my life, have like come and gone and they've been awesome and mm. beautiful. But you can love somebody and then if it doesn't work out, you know, you basically can't even talk to them, at least for years. You know, yeah. and so the things that have always been steady for me are all my close friends. Yeah. Last question. Yeah. What do you want to be remembered for? Oh, interesting. Um, I'd like to be. Um, I'd like to be remembered for being. Oh damn! Some shit going down. Um, I'd like to be remembered for, I guess, first and foremost, like being. I guess first and foremost, a good person bringing light and joy to people. This sounds like super cheesy, but it's true. Mm -hmm. um, and then also I would like to, you know, like as an artist, you want to like make art that will last forever and that like people will enjoy and like affects people. Mm -hmm. And I do really love that I get to do that. And like, I hope that that makes a dent, you know, in the world or with some people somehow. Yeah. Know, it's kind of nice. I like, love that. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, of course. Awesome. Thank you. Bye guys. Bye.